welcome to Cupcake. <laughs> I'm Emma, and I'm Pish, and it's very good to see you. It's good to see you too. You've been can't, you've been on the river, and I was in LA. We haven't seen each other. And you've been off social media. Yes, it's been real sad for both of us. <laughs> it has been. Yeah, I hit a um. I I tomorrow's August first. Yes, and I can go back. And, and are you gonna go back? Well, I kind of have to because since it's such a like it's such a big part of my job interacting on there. Um, but like for most of the month I've been like, Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. And then in the last like week I've been like, I don't, I don't ever want to go back. I'm good. Like I've come around, not full circle. Cause that would be back to where I was <laughs> frantically crying over not being able to tweet at people. Um, half circle. Yeah. Where I just am like, Oh, I don't know. I don't really miss it anymore. Um, but I did, I will say, uh, I hit like a new, you, you said it was going to happen and you're right that I, I, Ended up hitting the low of reading magazines. <laughs> I was hard enough yeah. that I like. Emma was worried. She's like, "Well, what am I going to do in a green room if there's somebody back there that I don't want to talk to? I can't just scroll through my phone." And I was like, "We'll take a magazine with you," <laughs> which is totally something like my mom would say. <laughs> like, well, did you take your book? Just bring a magazine. Yeah. And I love the visual of that. Like some dude <laughs> talking tab. to me and just like, yeah, just flipping open my magazine. And just, <laughs> You know, doing the thing where you lick your finger before you turn a page each time while, like, maintaining eye contact, but very bored, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's my, that's the sound a page makes. That's not a good sound effect, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I ended up, I was, uh, staying at a friend's house, and his girlfriend left a star magazine next to the pool, which I have never, I, I've either never read one of those, or I haven't read one in a very long time. And I nearly had a fit reading it. They I, are like kind of a little bit of a cliche. I made some yeah. magnets once by cutting up like tabloid magazines, and I couldn't believe that the language that they actually used, no. which seemed so fake, or it's like it's hideous. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like like um, it seems like a joke. It seems like a cliche of itself. Yeah, it's like uh, when I I saw like they did a skit, you know, of like TMZ where they were like all screaming and like. Like, like drinking multiple sodas and stuff and just screaming at each other. It seems like that in print form, but not being tongue in cheek at all. Like the language of it was so insane. Like, you know, like mocking Mariah Carey for, they were like, Mariah Carey was seen, seen out at the clubs in Vegas at 2am. I don't know if the men in her life are okay with her being out that late. And you're like, what, what, what? No, what? No, it's 2016. Women go where they want. Also, why are we still talking about Mariah Carey? No, kidding. There were multiple Mariah Carey, like, uh, Mariah Carey's weight gain has everybody concerned. I'm like, who? And, and, and Isn't like, you like 60 now? She I don't know. She all the way she wants. And, and so much of like really body, like. Page spreads of just crazy body shaming shit that I didn't know we were still doing to women that almost seems like, yeah, like you said, it seems like a joke. It seems like, like if I was going to show my stepdaughter what 1996 was like, Star Magazine is what I would show her. Because I was like, you know, are we like, Demi Lovato's a pretty girl, but what about those knees? Barf. And I was like, what the fuck? No, we aren't making fun of people's knees anymore. Oh, Oh, the whole thing. Yeah. Like, you know who has a lopsided tit? (laughs) I can't Ooh. remember. One of the Kardashians. <laughs> I'm not sure which one has a lopsided tip. But it said, with her wedding day coming up, she better get that fixed or she'll find herself abandoned at the altar. And I was like, because of her lopsided tip? Also, he's probably seen her tip because it is 2016. It's 2016. He's seen that lopsided <laughs> it's tip. It's not 1955. Oh, the, whole, the whole magazine just, and I feel like it demoralized me in this way that it was just like, 
oh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm insulated from a lot of that shit because I follow progressive, cool people on Twitter and, you know, don't really associate with people who are like, you have ugly knees. You're not a person. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, and I would like to state that it was not my intention to suggest you look at Star Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, were you often, I, I often carry my New Yorker with me. Ew. Well, it's like good reading. No, everybody knows the New Yorker's super body shape. <laughs> so when I think of a you magazine. Know who has hideous knees? <laughs> Margaret Atwood. That's the New Yorker. <laughs> Yeah, so I wasn't, I mean, or that you could have looked at something that was just maybe a little I more, like, I could have Fashion Maggie or something. Scientific American. See, and... I, I looked at a red book, which I hadn't looked at in years, yeah. because I'm not 50 yet. The older woman star. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I got a really big kick out of it, because, you know, it's always about, um, it's still about how all women have body flaws. It's always about how you can overcome yeah. your flaws. Always room for improvement, right. sweetie. <laughs> so they had this great article that was, if you have confidence, you can pull it off in your outfit, oh, which is a huge lie. Yeah. <laughs> but so they had three outfits of um, things that you can wear if you're a really confident woman. And one of them was a Texas tuxedo. So wearing like denim shirt and, and jeans. It's like a full denim outfit. The other one was a pair of really high-waisted, bright red pants. <laughs> like All you need for that is confidence. Right. Doesn't, matter what, actually, you, doesn't matter what your shape is. Nobody's going to look good in those yeah. pants. Those are, those pants are terrible. There are eight women in the world who are supermodels who look amazing, amazing in those pants. In high-waisted pants. Who look fucking great. And the rest of us look like we shrunk four inches. Right. Like the rest of us look like, whoa. <laughs> Happened to your body. <laughs> and I don't really remember the last outfit, but I think it was an all-white ensemble of some kind. Just a, uh, when I'm... Just I'm, like an all-white suit or something, you know, that would just be... I would put it on and be like, oh, this is just, like, spaghetti stain waiting to happen. Yeah. Like, you just never do it. No, like, confidence, confidence or no. It's a total stain <laughs> thought. You didn't know that? So, I was like, oh, great, Red That's so funny. That's Thanks funny, too, because it's like, uh, all you need is confidence... To pull off any outfit, here's three you can try, <laughs> like to take on a test, a confidence right. test drive, and then you don't look good at them, and you're like, it's just my. So that, I don't have enough confidence oh. to wear these red pants. After reading that Star magazine, I had this conversation with two of my uh, female friends down there. We were talking about how, so it used to be you were, you were supposed to be ashamed of your body. That's good. You still are. Yeah. Well, now <laughs> it's like. You're not supposed to be ashamed. You're supposed to be ashamed of your body, but also we're going to need you to be ashamed of being ashamed. <laughs> right. Like, you also have to be ashamed of your lack of confidence. Right. Which that article is like, all you need to pull these off is a confidence. And if you don't have that confidence, well, you're a real trash fire. So, <laughs> burn it That's out. really true. That's yeah. really true. That's really insightful. Because we're constantly being told to accept ourselves. You're a goddess. Oh, and you're like, beautiful. Like embrace your body, embrace your yourself. All the marketing. Yeah, all the but marketing then it's is also that. saying like, but you, also, but also make sure that your pants are flattering. Yeah, and you know, like here's some contouring makeup. Yeah, how to use it. Yeah, you know, like love your nose, but hide. But it. also, <laughs> yeah. You do you, but that's not a great look for you as you. Do you, but someone else. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, all the marketing is all female empowerment, and, and it's, you know, it's all, you're pushed so heavily to be, like, very confident and, like, love your body. 
But love your body enough to make sure that you're it's whacked. It's like, yeah, it's, within an inch of your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I was doing a set one time in Seattle and I was talking about how my sisters all have very large breasts and I was an A cup until I had kids. And I was always really self-conscious of that. And this woman stood up and yelled, we don't body shame in Seattle. And I lost my shit <laughs> and was like, I went into this, instead of doing comedy, went into this kind of tirade. Uh, when people are like, I hate PC, like PC culture. Like I usually am like, fuck you. You're, you're stupid. But that is like kind of, I understand what they're talking about. Like the idea that you can't talk about your own body shame without it being body shaming for other people right. is really frustrating. It's like, I, I can't help that I'm still, I'm sorry. One fucking dove commercial didn't completely make me lose all of my body issues, you know, that have been growing in me since I was a young woman. I was told that I was uh, innately beautiful by Victoria's Secret. <laughs> so now I need to feel that. So now right. I'm, I should be ashamed that I'm like, oh, are we still doing underwire, guys? Yeah. That, anyway, so that, yeah. See, that always gets me because I go to the gym and, of course, all the instructors are absolutely perfect specimens, you know, beautiful. And they spend a lot of money on, you know, fake tans and getting their hair dyed. And, you know, that's great. That's fine. But what they're always saying is, we're not here... Uh, to get the perfect bikini body, we're here <laughs> to uh, feel strong and powerful. And I'm like, yeah, but also you look really good in a bikini. Yeah. <laughs> and you're teaching the class. And what you're really saying is get strong, get beautiful, and look good in a bikini. That's how I... While oh. telling us that it's not about looking good in a bikini. Yeah. I always felt like that about uh, pole dancing for exercise. Like, this isn't for men. This is for us. It's just female empowerment. And I was like, that's great. But this is still... Uh, like a form of exercise that was created because men find it sexy. Mm -hmm. And the whole point is to get this perfect, beautiful bikini body that you can then go pole dance. Right. You know, and I was always kind of like, sure, maybe it's empowering. Maybe it's also all those things, but you can't pretend that there isn't an underlying, like now we're supposed to be perfect, but pretend it's like that thing where you're supposed to be beautiful, but approachable. Yeah. Right. We're not on a diet. We're eating healthy. Yeah. So it's all about like, oh, it's about our health. It's, my it's, health. Like, actually, it's, it's, it's for me. Really, really, really still about what yeah. we look like. It's, it's for me. It's just something I do for myself. Yeah. Well, it's still because you've been heavily influenced by society and believing that you need to be constantly perfect. I'm glad one of my kids just knocked over chairs upstairs. <laughs> Are you sure it's perfect not the broom? The brooming oh, situation? <laughs> the brooming. Um, my 13-year-old autistic kid has been sweeping for about five hours <laughs> because he has one chore to do. But has uh, not because he can't do it, just so people are like don't think I'm like being mean. Just because he's taking his time. He just likes to walk around a lot with the broom and drop it. And <laughs> it's really, he's really making the most. You know, sometimes you got to slow down. <laughs> Really smell the smell the dust bunnies and take your time sweeping. Yeah, yeah. He's really dragging it all out. One job Sunday. One job Sunday. <laughs> I'm thinking about going home and taking up the rest of the afternoon to make my bed. Ooh, that sounds very leisurely. Yeah. Maybe he's onto something. <laughs> Maybe he's got some sort of Zen system that we don't understand. Where it's you true. just you make a job. He's Last. being really present. He is being really <laughs> present. Yeah, you need to eat healthy and be super present and, like, lean in, Jocelyn. Like, you really have to, like, take your power back. Oh, I hate everything. I hate everything about the branded female empowerment shit right now. It just makes me crazy. Anyway. Yeah, it seems really insincere. And also, it's a lot of mixed messages. It's a lot of mixed messages. It was almost easier when it was like, you're supposed to be pretty. And I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> Let me work on that. Okay, but you're not supposed to want to be pretty, but you also really need to be. But you need to 
Like, that's that when guys are like, I love that you don't wear makeup. And I'm like, yeah, I'm wearing makeup. <laughs> I love that about you. You're just like, every time I see you, you're just like, you know, you, you're so like simply dressed. And, and I'm like, no, no I waxed my eyebrows <laughs> and I exfoliated and I waxed my mustache and my little cute mini beard, my little lady goatee that I get. And uh, curled my eyelashes and put on primer and also mascara. So you're right. I'm a natural beauty. <laughs> Other than those 16 things I did before right. coming out here. Not to mention all the different creams. Oh, yeah. I have like 40 different creams. Yeah. But I'm hoping any minute now we're going to kick in. <laughs> what is with the creams? What is with women? What and if I don't the use the creams, I'm so... like, oh, my God. Uh, well, I... It haunts me in the night if I don't I... put on the eye cream. Do you think that the cream makes any I difference? I don't think it makes any difference. I think none of it ma- matters. I think you could probably put butter under your eyes every night, and you would have butter the same. Probably Butter's probably the best. Yeah. Oh my god, let's start. Let's start a rumor that butter is the best thing for eye wrinkles, and then <laughs> we'll make a million dollars, and there'll just be butter in little tubes. <laughs> no, I like I same thing. I have like six different lotions. You know, that's my morning lotion, and then I have my nighttime lotion, and my after shower lotion, my once a week lotion, and I even when I've I think now I've started to just use coconut oil because I've been like, this I think might be. I use honey to wash my face and coconut oil to moisturize. How okay. self-righteous of you. I know. I know. It's actually. <laughs> See, now you're like criticizing no, my use of no, all the creams. I still have all the creams, <laughs> but like they're, they're getting to the point where I, I'm super broke right now because I'm chasing my dreams. And so the creams, I've, they're like getting lower and lower in the thing. And so I've only, I've been like, you know, like rationing my eye cream and then being like. I'm not going to be able to buy any more of this for a while. So if I use it, just like, you know, spot. I'm, I'm using spot cream. Yeah. Where I need it the most. Mm-hmm. But everyone that I know has like 40 creams. Yeah. Yeah. And all the different things that you have to use in the shower. and Yeah. The foot scraper. and Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. And the, you know, the once a week conditioner and the once a week scrub and the, the sugar know, clarifying conditioner and the... Yeah, the mat, hair and mat. And all we can pretend it's all for ourselves, but it all comes down. I'm to not going to pretend it's for myself. Desirable. I I'm like honestly, like I slather on heavy duty the cream at night, and I have this this one that's made by Burt's Bees for my eyes, which is like this thick yellow paste cream. It's mm-hmm. like a carrot something, and I think maybe someday I'll be in a relationship where I don't care about my eye wrinkles anymore and I won't have to put this on or maybe I'll put it all on now and so then when I am in a relationship because I could not crawl into bed with somebody and have that on my face have like the goopy it like makes this like really weird like kind of orangey yellow cast Mm -hmm. on my skin so it and it's greasy so it looks really gross I use, um, somebody gave me a free thing of, like, the carrot oil mm-hmm. stuff, and same thing. It just turns me bright orange, and yeah. I'm like, you're sexy now, Arnold. <laughs> there. Yeah. So maybe, if I can still attract a man, because I'm only using the creams to attract a man, let's be honest. <laughs> you're just being very... <laughs> None of this is not for, for me. me. You're doing, you're doing bar? Yeah. For, to attract a man. Yeah. You're waxing? To attract a man. Yeah. I have, have a man. Have not yet attracted I a man. I have a man. And even I was when I was just down in LA, the last time I was there, I I didn't I didn't wear makeup and I kind of just was like, eh, whatever because I was like everybody's so gorgeous down here, like I'm just a mom, like what the fuck do I care? And I was really casual and I didn't really fuck with it and I didn't feel this weird tie into my self-worth with my looks. And then maybe it's cuz I haven't had social media so I've had no validation and I haven't been doing comedy either. So when I was down there, oh man, I brought it. 
I brought it hard. Yeah. And I was totally like, did my makeup and my hair and felt very, felt insecure and kind of weird the whole time and was like, oh, I don't like this. Why is my self-worth all wrapped up in my looks again? I, oh, I thought I grew out of this, you know? And yeah. It's, uh... So speaking of which, I posted, um, I've been posting on my blog. So if people haven't visited the Big Book of Bad Days do. in a while, do. Because we had that conversation uh, last episode about being a misogynist and then uh, a little bit talking about being pretty and everything. And so I have made a proclamation on my blog that I'm going to stop being that girl that all you have to do is say that I'm pretty and I love you and then I will fall over myself even though you're a garbage person and you yeah. are not worth my attention in any way. So I'm going to, that's my mid-year resolution, um, resolution which um, I'm hoping that if I say it and put it out there that it will actually come true. <laughs> I don't have that much confidence. I don't have the red pants confidence with this <laughs> plug Well, shame on you. Shame on you. <laughs> so, yeah. And, yeah. That's uh, good. That's a good resolution. It's just so hard Ugh. how our, all of our self-worth is so reliant on everybody else. That's exhausting. It is. And it requires a lot of creams. It does. <laughs> it does. It's tiring. Yeah, I feel like I need to reassert my resolution. My my resolution had been to not not midwife emotional growth for male comedians. No. <laughs> fell, that fell, fell way off the rails. And that's been, like, all I've been doing again for, you know, that's like a hobby. Yeah. Because I'm like... How's that thing with your dad going? <laughs> you know, and then and then I'm like later I'll be like oh, I wasted like a half hour talking to someone. Not wasted because I still feel like I don't know like you're still providing a friendship for someone sometimes that they need. But but yeah, but at also, the same time, like, who's doing that for you? Yeah, yeah, the women in my life typically yeah. <laughs> a few of the men, uh, but not you know not a ton. But also I feel like I need to assert that same thing of like um, stop. I need to do the same thing and stop looking for approval from the men I work with, you know, like I think I didn't realize it until I got down to LA and without a lot of those other validation factors, it was like, Oh man, I'm just, I'm kind of constantly searching, searching for approval from people who are searching from it for me. Like people who like want approval from me. I just because they're men and automatically like, Oh, thank you. Thank you. You know, if they compliment me. So yeah, good assertion. Even, yeah, even more than that. Um, it's the type of people that I'm um, seeking that from. It's like, it, like they can be the, like the lowest form of loser. And if they say something nice to me, like I'm, I'm not talking about people that who, who I really feel like have a lot of value yeah. and that have invested value. You're talking you know, about value. some cargo shorts wearing douchebag who doesn't care about you or your feelings in any way. doesn't see you as a person, but it's like, Hey, you got nice tits. Right. And you're like, Thank you. Right. Thank you so much. Or that I'm going to just, um, so I had a, an interaction with a person who I had kind of a, a little bit of a fling with and then it all blew up. And then, um, just recently he kind of came back around and tried to insert himself in my life again and then was totally pissed off that I didn't respond. And, you know, I, I would say me of three weeks ago probably would have just been like, Oh, he likes you again. And he really I'm like, yeah. nope, no, shut it down, motherfucker. Yeah, no, I think I had, the, I had a big realization last week where I was like, oh, nobody's gonna protect you but yourself. Like I think I have always had, I've always sort of relied on 
people, other people's goodwill. Right. To, like, if people were mean to me, then that, I, you know, then I fell apart. And if people were nice to me, well, thank God, you know. And in, instead of just protecting myself but kind of insulating myself from shitty people, always was kind of at the mercy of other people's uh, emotional bullshit, you know. And I think, like, this last week I've really been like, God, oh, you really, like, you're the only person who's going to do that. You're the only person who's going to take care of you and protect you. Which I don't know if that's like an abused kid leftover thing where you're just kind of like hard on your sleeve, too wide open, always hoping for the best, you know. But I think this is the first time where I've been like, yeah, you got to you gotta stick up for yourself. Right. Because no one else is going to do that, you know. Right. And then, I had the realization that I've always said that I think my biggest problem is that I'm too empathetic. Mm-hmm. Is that I can, fa- I can have empathy with just about anybody. And then, then I realized I think it's actually the opposite of that. I... I'm so sincere in believing that everybody has good intentions, that they must be acting out, you know, they must be doing things that are hurtful or manipulative or unkind because um, they don't, they don't have the right tools and that I can help them find those tools so that they will be those things. Like they really in their heart want to be a good person and want to be good to me and want to be in a relationship. And, but (laughs) I think I give people the benefit of the doubt who really don't deserve the benefit of the doubt. Like, yeah. they don't have to earn the benefit of the doubt. I just give it to them, like, wholesale. Repeatedly. Yeah. And then they prove me wrong and prove me wrong and prove me wrong. And then I'm so surprised because I'm like, oh, well, I thought we were starting from the same place, which is good intentions. Yeah. And I'm realizing a lot of people, a lot of men, are not coming from a place of good intentions at all no. like zero mm-hmm. like they're coming from it because they do want to hurt you or they do want to manipulate you and they mm-hmm. see you as are they target because you're like i understand that you're a jerk because you've had you had a bad childhood or you know you've had your heart broken recently no he's a fucking jerk yeah or even if those things are true even if right. somebody's a jerk because of their childhood or because whatever okay right don't let that person in your life right that, that shit's happened to me i'm not a jerk yeah exactly yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, I think I had that same thing. I had this blind optimism that I also, I think, I think that is a leftover thing from my childhood is like, if I am just kind enough, if I am just open enough and trusting enough and believing enough, then people, even, even people with bad intentions will turn that around and be good to me. And I, you know, and then I've been stupidly shocked in the past where someone was still then manipulative or someone was still then dishonest or unkind to me instead of being like, yeah, that makes sense. You showed your true colors early on and then you did what I thought you would do. Instead, it was always like, Oh no. And then I would always be like, well, what did I, what did I do? Was I not enough? Was I not kind enough? And I think that that's actually um, part of being a control freak Yeah, is because if you take responsibility for everybody's bullshit, then you have control over the universe. Then things don't just happen. You know, and I think that that was always a way for me to not feel helpless instead of the easier thing, which is to be like, well, you seem like a real dick. (laughs) Right. So I'm going to see you around, (laughs) you know, like, and that's a much easier thing to do. But I think it takes that red pants confidence to be like, (laughs) I I'm naming this episode red, red pants confidence, 100 percent, just so you know. It takes that confidence to be like, no, I deserve good things, and I don't deserve your bullshit. Right. And that's taken me so long to come to. And you might have to, even if you are a good person, you're going to have to put the work in to prove to me that you're worth my time and effort. Yeah. Instead of me just immediately handing that over to you, no matter what, and then seeing what you do with it. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. (laughs) And then be like, gee whiz, I hope he's a... I hope hope you don't hurt me. Right. (laughs) And I don't think that's necessary. Like, I have male friends who I watch do that 
with women over and over where I'm like, she's horrible. She's horrible. She's going to be so fucking mean to you. And they're like, no, I don't think so. I think it's going to be okay. It's almost more like a personality type of stupid optimism. Um, Red pants confidence. What's the opposite of that? That's what I have. (laughs) I have, um, I have show up to a party in a costume. That's not a costume party. You know, yeah. like I have that self-doubt and loathing and embarrassment constant where you're like, I thought it was a costume party. No one else. No one else is. OK, that's fine. I'm just I'm just going to walk through like it doesn't matter. It matters. It matters a bunch. It ma- oh, oh, God. Oh, I'm the worst. You know, like that's the opposite of red pants. Yeah, confidence. I do not have the red pants confidence, but I am going to get it. Yes, me too. I'm getting it. Me too. I'm I'm working on it. Yeah. And I've. I found that people think I have it. Right. Oh, my gosh. People think I'm the most confident person they've ever met. Which I think is also part of what happens to me in relationships is that men see me as very strong mm -hmm. and very confident and capable, which I am. But I'm also a big, mushy, um, you know, baby that is insecure and worried and nervous and... So I'm both of those things, and I think that's a conundrum because, yeah, you know, I get into a relationship and people are like, oh, wow, you're you're so, you know, that's the most attractive thing is to be super confident oh, and, and capable. And you're like, and then you then you show, like, some sort of insecure flaw, like, yeah, you know, and they don't want to hear it. And they're like, ew, no, that's not. Yeah, yeah that happened to me this week in L.A. where I was with, I was having a um, lunch with a comedian who's uh, much more famous than me and but an amazing person. And he was like, he was like, you know, you just have your shit so together and you're so confident and like you just exude this complete capability and confidence and like, like you don't take shit from anyone. And as he was talking, I was like, what? (laughs) Who are you talking about? That is like the opposite of my personality. And I realized that like on stage, that's who I am. And so people think that's who I am. And it's not like I do an act or anything. That's just how I feel on stage. I feel very confident on stage and I feel like no nonsense. And, um, and then I feel, and then I felt weird because I was like, well, now do I be honest and, and kind of let him see this unattractive side of me? That's like, no, none of those things, you know, right. or do I just be like, yeah, I'm a brassy bitch. I got a white suit at home and a tuxedo made of denim that I don't, <laughs> I'll do anything. You right. know? And it's a weird position. To but be why in. don't we get to be both of those things? That's what I don't yeah. get. Like I'm actually a whole person who yeah. has all of those things. Yeah. You can I, totally. you know, I, I do, you know, tromp around with my shoulders back and my head held high and with confidence, but it's also an armor. Yeah. Yeah. That I put on and I'm, I'm able to do that. I'm not going to be like sitting there with my shoulders hunched and, you know, crying in my soup every, every minute of every day. I may go home and do that. Yeah. After I, you know, act like a professional adult person. You know, it's it's something I'm reading um, Sex Object by Jessica Valenti, and a big part of what she talks about in there is how women are have been trained to only show vulnerability in, again, ways that my, men find attractive. So, like, when I get harassed online and I have somebody be like, I'm going to rape your whole family and come after you and you're a dumb bitch and blah, 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 I always handle it with sort of humor and grace. And I had before, before always been like, because that's who I am. You know, I just handle things with humor and grace. And then after reading this, I've been like, no, that's been trained into me that men don't want to hear 
my soft mushy, this makes me sad and feel like dying side, you know, like that, that it's not attractive to be, to not be confident, to not be, to not handle it like a brassy, you know, ballsy red, red pants girl. Mm -hmm. And, and that's kind of started to make me really think about how often I treat stuff with like, uh, you know, treat stuff like it doesn't bother me. And that, um, is a kind of a disservice to both genders when we do that because it makes men think, um, but also, like, how much energy do you have to take this on all the time? Like, why do you yeah. always have to be in battle mode? Yeah. I mean, that's that too. exhausting, too. Yeah. You know? It's like, why is that my job? Yeah. And to be time. in battle mode, and to not only be in battle mode, but to, to be in beautiful battle mode. Right. You know, to handle it well. To right. always fucking handle it well. Um. Yeah, this month, being off social media, I'm dreading going back tomorrow. I don't want to go back on social media because nobody's told me what a piece of shit I am. Nobody's been awful to me. Nobody's... Emma, you're such a piece of shit. Thank you, Jocelyn. Now you're going to have to build up my armor again. You're a piece of shit, and also you're not funny, and women are never funny. And, and I'm probably going to kill your kid. Yeah, thank you. Let's just go all the way. Yeah, and I, I kind of realized, like, I haven't had to be in battle mode this month. I haven't had to keep that wall up that I normally all the time have to be kind of on my guard and kind of like... But don't you just feel that way, like, social media or no? I mean, I feel in like... In the world, in yeah. In the world. That's, that's true. how I feel in the world. No, you're right. And in, um, But in the world, I interact with, you know, a certain number of people a day. Right. On social media, it can be a thousand. Right. And it can be so, like, these waves of it, you know, right. like, that are so demoralizing and heartbreaking. And I, I've always been really careful to kind of not let people see that, to kind of just handle it and be funny and just be like... You know, to act like it doesn't phase me when really, like, it starts to really wear on me. Right. And it starts to just drag me down and make me feel like shit. Even even the stuff that's sometimes really positive. Like, sometimes you'll get these waves of compliments. You know, you'll put up a picture. Right. And then a bunch of dudes will come out of, you know, oh, my God, I love your lips. Da, da, da. And I, like, that stuff. Being kind of low-level, constantly sexualized makes me feel like a thing. And it's hard to not feel like a thing. And this month I felt like a person. Like, for the whole month, I just kind of felt like, I don't know, it's different. Like, I feel a lot more low-key, and I'm not really looking forward to going back on social media. I think probably what I'll do is um, really limit how much I use it, or maybe just delete Facebook entirely. Let's talk about Facebook. I feel like Facebook is an ex-boyfriend that I, like, cannot get to move out of my house. <laughs> that is what Facebook is to me. Twitter, I'm, like, excited to go back to Twitter a little bit. Snapchat, same thing. Instagram, I could kind of take or leave. Um, but Facebook, it's like, I'm like, I just want you to go. I just want you to leave me alone. Please let me live my life. Well, I've been having that direct experience of an old boyfriend being Facebook in that they have that new, you know, on this day thing <sighs> where they're like eight years ago, six years ago, five years ago. And like to a day, every single day, something comes up about some guy I dated, some trip I was on, yeah. some fun thing I was doing, or alternately, like, reminds me of I was in a really bad place, something bad was happening, like, yeah. it's reliving oh, yeah. One of them, over and over, and I don't know how to get rid of it. No, you, like, you can turn it off so it doesn't, the notification doesn't pop up, but it's still there, and I have a sick yeah, thing where I look check at it. it. Right, or something will but totally benign will come up, and I'll be like, oh, oh yeah, cute. Well, there's a picture of my dog when I got my dog. Yeah. Like, and then I'll click 
into it and it's like, like oh. you were having beers with such and such and like it remember just, you thought you were in love right? he almost proposed <laughs> you're like, no, trash just, <laughs> just having my coffee this morning like no, I didn't ask for this I had one um I had one a few months ago that popped up that was a picture someone um that was a picture someone else had taken but then I had reposted and totally forgot about it it was a picture from the night that my ex-husband slept with one of my friends and it's like of, of the party we were at and I was like oh my no I don't need to see that picture ever again and like we've moved on we've we've come to terms with it we we talked about why that shit went down we're like buds now a little bit but Jesus Christ Facebook like what what algorithm you know I went from married to unmarried right you know I blocked him, so right. maybe not a picture where he's in the background. Oh, my God. I was like, whoa. There's <laughs> no algorithm for heartbreak, I guess, you know? Like, I keep getting this uh, Groupon uh, email that says, which, okay, so I haven't lived in Tucson for six years, and so I probably bought this Groupon eight years ago, <laughs> and they keep sending me this email that says, you bought a gift for Kenneth Albrecht ah! to go to, you know, Guinea's Italian Cafe. Would you like to buy an... And it's like, fucking eight years ago, I bought some shitty-ass boyfriend this Groupon, yeah. and now, like, I still have to be reminded of it. Hey! Just arbitrarily. <laughs> hey, you never you never used this Groupon. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I know. Well, and I also feel like, uh, of everything... Of all the social media platforms, Facebook has the most, like, the least reward to punishment ratio, mm -hmm. you know? Like, Twitter, yeah, I get a lot of shit on there, but I also get, like, nice stuff, and people send me really sweet stuff and fun pictures and stuff. And same with Snapchat. I have a really good time on Snapchat. Facebook is more like, um, uh, you know, you accept a friend's request, and a guy sends you a bunch of dick pics. Uh, you accept a friend's request, and a guy goes through all your pictures and likes them. Like, 44 <laughs> notifications from Randy Dowell. And they're like, what the fuck, man? We're strangers. You know, and I don't, like, nothing on Facebook, at, or you have 72 events today. Like, whoa. You know, like, I just, nothing ever happens on there. It made me realize when I move, like, when I stopped going on there, that I was just like, I don't, I don't like anything about it. And yeah. I can't, but it's like, people are like, well, you can't get rid of it. You need it for promotion. And I'm like, that's what it did. It, it's, it, it's, we need, it's moved in with us. We need the rent. We've broken up. We're living in, he's sleeping on the couch, Facebook is. And I still need, but I still need his 250 to cover the rent. <laughs> and I can't make him move out. And he's on the lease, you know, and I don't know what to fucking do. And so, yeah, I just want to break up. I want to break up with it. I'm really thinking I might. Okay. Well. But I'm I mean, a slow breaker upper. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah, I, I don't think I could. I uh, It's too tied up in my business. Um, and also, I don't have the same problems with, you know, hundreds of dick pics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you never know. But And also, I don't, you know, I don't have, like, a number of friends. But I do find it really annoying. I, I find it annoying that so many people who would have disappeared from my life, people that I have, like, don't care about at all, oh are there, like, yeah. lingering and talking, and I'm still interacting with whatever's going on in their life. I'm, I'm like, why? I figured, I realized... Like, my sister's friends from high school? Like, yeah. why? Are, this person I'm, would have disappeared from my radar years, 20, 20 years, years ago. ago. I'm friends with... I realized I was still friends with my ex-husband's work friends. Right. And I'm like, what? How am I still friends with these people? Why? 
Right. They, like, we weren't buds then. We were just sort of like, oh, hello at the Christmas party. Nice to see you again. And I was like, I, that's part of it. It's like you, there's no mass unfriend right. option. If there was a mass unfriend option, I'd stay. Because if I could go through and just be like, I don't want to, I don't want to know these 700 people. Right. Anymore. Then I could maybe, maybe make But it then work. there's weird things like I will have liked, um, liked a post on somebody else's page or somebody, one of my friends will have liked something that is sort of peripheral to my life, life and it'll show me what they've liked, but it's something that I really don't want to see. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or like I'll have liked a page because some guy I know works there and then I'll totally forget about it because they don't post and it doesn't really show up in my feed. And then just, it just feels like getting punched in the face yeah, randomly yeah. when you're not expecting it. And like, yeah. oh great, ah. now I have to see that post. Yeah. It just ruined my day. It also, I had, I realized, so in taking the month off, I realized that like, I don't have the headspace for other people's lives. Like I haven't been able to finish this book. It's so late. I haven't been able to finish it. And I realized it's because, like, I don't have room for everybody else's life and all their shit. And, like, where they went to the park and they had a great time with their parents. And I don't have room for all of that shit. And then also, like, my own projects. Like, I just don't have the bandwidth for what everyone else is doing and then also my own shit. And, like, it's it's not like I'm, like, telling my family and my close friends, like, I don't care. I don't want to know what you're doing. It's, like... I have, I have probably, I don't know, 4,000 friends or something, but like, you know, I stopped trying to filter my feed because you have to do it by person right. a long time ago. So even if I scroll through, it's like strangers, people I know a little bit, people I did comedy with twice. Oh, close friend I actually care about, you know? Right. And it's, it's and it like, all has the same real estate and it all has the same real estate and it all fills my head in the same way where I'm like reading through someone's opinion on Hillary, reading through someone's opinion on pork, you know, like, right. and it all just sort of caught, like it all fills my head. And I'm, I feel like I'm not good at like emptying that back out. Mm-hmm. And so it just gets fuller, more and more full, which for stand up works fine because I, you know, stand up or twi- writing jokes on Twitter, I need, you know, um, yeah, 300 words basically for a joke and a punchline. In my head, I need that much space. But when you're writing something long, like a book or a screenplay, you need so much room in there. And I'm like, I don't, I don't have room because my friend Ashley had a baby. Right. And I have all those pictures in my head instead. <laughs> right. And maybe that's just sort of singular to me because, you know, I'm not a good multitasker or something. But yeah, and there's definitely things multitasking. No, I, I really feel that way. And even if I'm not reading everything, I can get the vibe of it. So like, obviously, this election season has been yeah. really fraught and. Everybody has really strong opinions and I'm trying not to pay attention to it because it would, it's all consuming. Yeah. But it feels like even if I'm just kind of scrolling through and just like, I don't have time for this right now. I just want to see the pictures of somebody's baby. It's all there. So yeah. I have to see it. And, and I feel that, that everything is really aggro. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there's like a, a tone yeah. to everything on Facebook right now. Yeah. That, that exhausts me. Right. You know, it just, it like. I forgot that there was an election going on. I know what a trash person that makes me sound like, but I just like, I hadn't really thought about it. And then when I was like listening to the radio, it was, they were talking about the RNC, you know, the RNC. Well, and I was like, like, Oh yeah. You know, there's all this political stuff. And then I'll see something like somebody will post, uh, one of my coworkers said that they don't engage with anything political on Facebook and that's their, 
you know, they should be, that's their duty as a, you know, citizen. And it's just like, fuck you guys. Fuck every single person on Facebook for telling me exactly how I'm supposed to engage with all the information in the world. And also... And how I'm not being a witness to history if I'm not fucking having an argument with douchebag on I'm not arguing with my brother-in-law's dad over his views on Trump. I'm not experiencing this election properly. Like, that, nobody's changing anybody's minds. You know, you're not finding people and having, like, thoughtful discussions with them. This isn't discourse. It's just getting one over on someone, you know, and it's just trying to, it's just fighting. And I'm, and I haven't missed any of that. I have not missed seeing what my, you know, cousin's boyfriend thinks of the, of the wall to keep Mexicans out. You know, like, I, I don't miss it. I don't miss what everybody yeah, is thinking. I agree. Yeah. It's crap. But I, I have missed Snapchat. <laughs> I have, I have missed the silliness. I miss the silliness, and I, I, I kind of have decided that like when I go back, I'm gonna use it for what it was meant for, which was entertainment. It's all just for fucking entertainment. Yeah. Twitter, Twitter, and uh, Snapchat entertain me. And I'm an Instagrammer. I really like Instagram. Yeah, I. I, I liked Instagram for a long time. I like the picture that it's just pictures and it's quick and stuff. Um, but even that, I feel like I'm a little like, yeah. I feel like it's so much more curated to what I'm interested mm. in seeing. And because there's so little That's text true. that a lot of that, that Scroll. stuff that is all over Facebook that's making everything dirty, you know, like I'm just happy to look at pictures of people's food and art. Yeah, and you're right. It's a lot space or their outfits or. You know, yeah, that's what I'm on social media for. Yeah, the outfits, the outfits, the red pants, <laughs> the baby. red pants. Yeah, I um, what I did do was I made um a kind of a collage of all the pictures I did take for the month. And so I was just gonna post it tomorrow, and it's all my pictures for the month of July, just in one little thing. But then later I was like, maybe I'll just always do that because I take a lot of pictures, but I always feel kind of like a little self-conscious posting a lot of stuff on Instagram because none of it's interesting. It's like, here's another picture of my dog. Yeah. Here's another kid. See, I would love another picture of my dog. <laughs> I'm always like, oh, look, oh, it's oh, it's <laughs> Yeah. So, so I was like, I might, I might, I'll probably still do Instagram, but maybe a little, a little less. But I like Snapchat for that. It's, it's like that. Like you're saying, it's just these quick little bites of people's lives and, of what they're doing. And I think people post a lot more honestly to it. So I enjoy seeing just little bites of people without having to have the whole fucking context of their whole life. I'm glad my kids are moving the furniture around a bunch of I hope that somebody is doing a better job mopping. Oh, maybe they're brooming up there. (laughs) Yeah. Doing some mopping and some brooming. Finally. Well, you got anything else going on? Do Do you hate anybody? You like anybody? Oh, I do have a people that I hate today because I was um, on my rafting trip, which, by the way, was amazing. And even though I was there with my family and we did have our annual uh, ice capades. You had a big fight about ice again. <laughs> Huge fight. Shouting <laughs> fight. I'm not involved. Strong feelings about <laughs> ice in your family. So many strong feelings about ice. Um, and there was some betrayal about ice. Oh, yeah. But anyway, it was, I got through it. It was really fun. And even though I wasn't uh, a month off social media, I was a week off social media, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, now they're back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This podcast is fraught with audio. You issues. know what? <laughs> we do such a good job with audio. Oh, <laughs> By the way, sorry about the audio. Oh, issues. yeah. Sorry about the audio issues in the last two podcasts. I know. Oh, the last four. Four. I know. One was too loud, one was too quiet, uh, one cut out for seven minutes. <laughs> 
I know. I know really that. important commentary We're, about hey, misogyny. Hey, there's no a, big deal. There's always room for improvement, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I'll just do a quick people that I use. So I have a tattoo, which is like right under my boobs, kind of on my, is that your sternum? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so we're like right between my boobs, underneath my boobs, sternum, I have. Do you know uh, I did not know this about you? You didn't know that I had I a big tattoo? You, no, I didn't know that. Okay, so my tattoo is two padlocks, two big padlocks, which is uh, the symbol for undying loyalty, huh. which is my biggest problem, and also I think my biggest um, personality, my value. Like, I'm a really, really loyal person, which I think is really good, but it's also really, really bad. And then I think it's gotten me in all the tight spots that mm-hmm. I've been in. So I have this uh, this tattoo, which is totally for myself. I love this tattoo, um, and I, you know, I see it. Yeah. So I was on this rubber trip, and I was wearing bikini tops, which is the only other time that you can see my tattoo. And one of these, one of the people that was on our rubber trip, I don't know very well. I overheard him. Like he knew I could hear him, but. He was not speaking directly to me. He was saying, I really don't get why women get tattoos that um, other people can't see that are, like, hidden. What the... (laughs) What? 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 Yeah. Like, (laughs) okay, well, I am obviously the only person on this trip that has a big tattoo that nobody else can see but me. Oh, my God. But this has happened to me on a couple of occasions where somebody is clearly insulting me. But is doing it not directly to me. Yeah. They do it, and it's like, I don't know. I don't even. And it's always phrased as like, I don't. Yeah, it's totally passive aggressive. And it's phrased as an, I don't know why, not, I I don't like. (laughs) It's phrased as, I don't understand. Like, do you want to have a conversation to me? And I will explain to you why I have this tattoo and, and why I got it and why I don't need everybody to see it. You know, like. It's just it's just a really weird way to insult somebody. Yeah. Um. Well, I had somebody do it to me once at a music store who was standing behind me in line, and they were criticizing my purchase to the person that they were with. Oh my goodness. In perf- like so that I could hear it, but they weren't saying it to me. Yeah. And it's like, why are you doing that? Yeah. Why are you? Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's totally passive aggressive. I also think, though, in that dude's case, that's that thing where he, like men think that their opinion matters. Yeah. And so he is like kind of just saying something out loud that could, because he's like, I don't understand why women get tattoos that people can't see. And it was like, like we're, people are going to be like, Oh my gosh, you're so, you know, good point, Derek. I'm just assuming his <laughs> name's Derek because that seems like a Derek thing to say. Uh, no, actually I like both the Derek. Yeah. Know. Damn I was going to say, Derek, Derek, Derek Barry. Barry. That's a Barry. Older. Yeah. A Barry. Okay. <laughs> but I, I just feel like that, it also, it's it's the weirdest thing because it's basically he's saying, I don't understand why women get tattoos that aren't for me to look at to find them sexy. It's that thing we were saying at the beginning where it's like, <laughs> but you did something that I don't find attractive. Why would you do that? Like, because everything comes down to that. Like, your value, your worth, your entire, all your motivations should be to be attractive. So why would you do something outside of that? Yeah. I don't understand that. Maybe he genuinely did not understand it. <laughs> it's like had to say it to another person and be like, I don't understand why women do things that I don't find fuckable. Maybe he was really baffled. Yeah, I wanted to be like, oh, so you would feel totally different if this tattoo was, like, on my neck or something? Like, that would make it better for you? Yeah. Also, I, like, 
maybe I got this tattoo so I didn't have to have a conversation about my tattoo with every fucking random stranger. Yeah. <laughs> like no everybody kidding. I know that has tattoos that has to like talk to the cashier about your tattoo. Oh, I have the best because I have uh, a beaver on my wrist. And then I have that the stitch tattoo. So when people are like, oh, what's your tattoo for? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, the beaver is to remind myself to do uh, things stick by stick. And then the stitch tattoo is because I was molested. <laughs> and they're like, ah, ah, ah. So he probably like, oh, people get tattoos about being molested. <laughs> <laughs> That's not very sexy at all. That's a very unsexy tattoo. How yeah. I imagine he talks. It's really interesting um, because I don't talk about. I mean, I guess you didn't know that I had a tattoo. No, I didn't I, even I, know. I, uh, and because just the it, one, and because it's hidden. No, I also have a oh a yeah, real yeah. stupid ladybug. Remember? Oh yeah, you yeah. do. Oh, I love your little ladybug. <laughs> um, I also have a giant tiger tramp stamp. So <laughs> that people, when they see it, are shocked by because I think I seem like the kind of person who doesn't have tattoos, and then right. the fact that I have a couple wrist tattoos is like, well, those are dainty, and I have this gigantic tramp stamp, gigantic, and people are like, whoa, you have a tattoo! <laughs> well, I also seem like the kind of person who does not have a giant tattoo of padlocks <laughs> under my boobs. You don't. You do not. You don't see And it's that. really surprising to people who see it, including especially my parents, when they first saw it. Oh, And yeah. then they're like, oh, should we say something? Like, what is this? Um, but I don't tell guys that I have it. It doesn't come up. I don't even think about it. Yeah. But then you, you forget have, you have it. Then all of a sudden you're in an intimate situation. It's shocking yeah. to people. Yeah. They're like, wow, you have a huge ass fucking tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. And I, some, I've had not an insignificant amount of men be like, I really don't like that. Really? Yeah. I don't like tattoos because I look like the, girl the kind of girl who doesn't. doesn't have tattoos. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, like who are who are you? Who are you really? Yeah. In fact, I had this guy um, recently that we were out having drinks, and I, you know, I think I have kind of a vintagey vibe. I wear the lipstick mm-hmm. and you know dresses. And this guy said to me, "Oh, you you have this a similar vibe as that girl, but um, you're so much better looking because you're not covered with tattoos." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, actually." That's fantastic. <laughs> I do. And I'm totally into tattoos, and I think they're really fucking sexy. So. Yeah. I like them, too. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have a person I hate. I had – the only thing I had happen while I was in L.A. I had a, I had a couple of weird things happen, but um, the only thing that was really like, oh, come on, was I, um, I did a show, and I, I, there was somebody who had asked me about setting up some shows in the, the Northwest, um, a comic from – I think he's from the Midwest – and I was like, yeah, you know, and I gave him, I gave him my number, which I don't always do. And then he texted me the next day and we, I was like, we're kind of going back and forth with like, oh yeah, and I can help you do this. And you know where the great room in Salt Lake is and blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, oh, so nice meeting you last night. I can't stop thinking about your lips. Whoa. <laughs> Why, dude? Like, like, okay. We weren't flirting. I'm not attracted to this guy. He's... He's a nice guy, but kind of a magoo. He knows I have a boyfriend. You know what I mean? It's just like, and I, I know that he meant it just as a compliment, you know, that it was just a compliment, but like, oh, I just was so like, ew. So we should have a conversation at some point about my lips. What? Oh. Yes. <laughs> They're we amazing. both have great lips. Oh my gosh. Um, no, about what are compliments that we like to hear and what are compliments that... I, I think, like, oh, complimenting someone's lips is always maybe a little too far. 
Oh, I, no, I totally agree with you. Like, so, but I think, a real, like, I'm thinking about making out with you. Right. Compliment. Or putting something in those lips. Yeah. And then it's, <laughs> I can't stop thinking but about your lips means I tacos. jerked off no, last night right. <laughs> thinking about your lips. Like, I'm not a child. I know what I can't stop thinking about your lips means. And it was so, yeah. Like, that's not a compliment I need. And But, like, I didn't answer him. And then finally, at the end of the day, I just texted him back and I was like, it's been all day and I still don't know what to say to that. Like, I just kind of was just like honest where I was like, I don't know what to fucking say to that. And he was like, Oh, I just meant it as a compliment. I'm sorry. You just, you know, and I was like, mm, nah, no, nah, really. that's not, There's not a I don't mind. You know, that. you know who actually, I'm going to say my friend Dave Ross is one of my favorite comedians in the world. Such a nice guy has always been so respectful and lovely. Just a wonderful person. Also funny, like the kind of funny that's like kind of devastating. Um, we were at UCB together and I was wearing my favorite, like this dress that I have, that's like my favorite dress. And once I, the show we were doing is called church. And so I was wearing pearls and like a nice dress kind of for the church feel, you know? And when I showed up, he was like, that is a gorgeous dress. You look beautiful in that. And that's a compliment. He wasn't sexualizing me. He just was like, you look great in that dress. It's gorgeous on you. It was, it was just said, um, I don't know, kindly, you know, not in a way to like make me not to sexualize me. He has a girlfriend. Like, not to make me feel like he was trying to have sex with me. Not to not to get something from me. It was just a compliment. To me, I feel like a compliment doesn't have hooks in it. It doesn't have an expectation that you're going to... Like, a compliment is almost like an apology in that when you give it, you can't have any expectations for how the other person responds. So if I'm like, oh, thanks. Or if I'm like, oh my god, thank you. You know, like... That Unless you, it's a compliment about food, which is sometimes an invitation to, can I have more? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I meant like, if the, yeah. No, I'm totally kidding. Ah, those, those cookies are great. So I, see you I really love your cookies. Love your cookies. <laughs> My expectation might be to get another To cookie. get another, yeah. But I, I think maybe that's, for me, the compliments that feel done in good faith and not done to gain something. Or with the expectation that I want it, you know? I don't know. Maybe it just depends I, I, I on have the a level. Real, I have a lot of difficulties with compliments. Uh, we, at some point, we should. I think we should All right, we'll delve into it. it. We'll yeah. delve into it next time. Um, I'm home for a bit. I'm home. I'll be in Chicago August 8th through 10th, and then Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and then Austin. I'll be at the Velve in Austin the 12th and 13th. So come see me if you're in any of those towns, and you're one of our 44 listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's good. To, it's so nice to see you. Yeah, I missed you. it's so fun. Yeah, Glad we get to do this together. I know. Me too. Yeah. All right. Love All right. You.